Welcome back to Paranormal, everyone, your favorite non-investigative but still true ghost stories podcast. I'm Nicolina, and I'm here with my guest co-host, Cody Crane. And tonight we have a very special Hometown Haunts episode all about Century Manor Asylum, which is located in my hometown of Hamilton, Ontario. And with us, I have Zachary Viola, who is the director and writer, and Willem Lachance, who is the producer of the documentary, The Hauntings of Century Manor. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having us. So exciting. So much fun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you both for joining. I'm glad you're both able to be here. And we're thrilled to have you to talk all about the documentary. But before we get started, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about yourselves individually and kind of um, your background, your career, and why you decided to do this documentary. So Zachary, I'd love to start with you um, and if you can share with our listeners uh, about you and, and kind of your background and your career and, and about your decision to to do this documentary. Absolutely. Um, so I am in my fourth year at Sheridan College and uh, we sort of came about this uh, documentary in third year. We had to do uh, half was a documentary assignment, half was like a narrative assignment. So um, at first I was like, okay, documentary, well, sure. I wasn't really uh, into them. And then we f- came across this awesome uh, story in this awesome building with uh, incredible history. And I was like, wow, this is such a cool opportunity. So that's mm-hmm. how we started, sort of got on this road of uh, the documentary filmmaking. Um, Within Sheridan, I am specializing in directing, and uh, I guess my secondary would be uh, sound design. So I love bringing those two aspects together and uh, just bringing the story out to the, the audience. So the, the overall goal is uh, definitely uh, directing there for sure. Yeah. Um and so, sorry, I, I mean, I'm sure you'll talk about this later, but yeah. uh, that kind of just um, makes me curious. Did your, did Sheridan kind of lead you towards doing this specific, like, how did you come across yeah. this? So, um, I mean, I live in Hamilton and I didn't know about it, so. Yeah, no, same. I lived in Hamilton my whole entire life and did not know anything about uh, this uh, building. And then... Uh, basically we have this really big uh, pitching process so we all find an idea if you want to pitch it you create like this whole pitch package then you send it in and then they green light so many of them and at first I was like oh, I'm gonna do this like other one about like uh, it was something like in the medical field and then, uh, and then I was like ah oh, that's like way too much for the six-minute doc I'm gonna like sort mm-hmm. of bring it down a bit and I was like okay what do I want to do and I spent like the whole night searching, just like the history of Hamilton and haunted buildings. And I just searched after search of like top 10, top 20 in Hamilton. And this Century Manor kept coming up and I was like, this is interesting. And I got hooked on it before I realized it was like 15 minutes away from my house. And I was like, where is this building? Like, I was (laughs) like, I asked my parents, asked, I was like, have you guys ever heard of this? They're like, no. Um, no. so we, we went on a drive and then we found it we're like, wow, this has been just here this whole time. And yeah. all the story uh, stories, I was like, oh my God, this is, this is crazy that it's right here and it's kind of, <laughs> kind of perfect. So I took that, took the stories and then, um, definitely I told Will about all of this and he's like, right. sick, this is awesome. Yeah. And then <laughs> we put, sick. yeah, we put the pitch package together and then yeah, handed it in. 
So yeah, definitely so spur Will, the moment. So, yeah. So Willem, how do you fit in here? Obviously, you're I'm assuming in the same program. So uh, yep. let's let's kind of hear about uh, your your uh, part in this. Yeah, sure thing. So yeah, obviously we're both at shared in the same year. We live together as well. So mm. that's a really good connection. And um, during the year, it was during all the the beginning of COVID, and restrictions were very high so we had to do stuff from home so we kind of just thought why don't we just work on each other's documentaries and um doesn't stop there though i'm also very just really i'm really interested in ghosts i love I've, from my whole life of of being interested in the paranormal and the existence of anything creepy <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh i've actually known about this building for a long time so when he brought it to me oh. I was like not okay maybe not a long time it's a bit of an exaggeration but a few years i've actually ex- like been around the area with uh with a few of my friends like a few years before that and he brought the building to me you know or the the idea and i was like wow i would love to learn more about this building Absolutely. Yeah. So that was actually my next question was, have you always, have you, have both of you been dra- drawn towards the paranormal your whole lives or was Century Manor Asylum kind of the first foray into that? I feel like Zachary, this is kind of, you're more on that side of things where Willem is, is on the, the always been into ghost side of things. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was a crazy, like when I was a kid, I hated anything scary. Like I watched nothing uh, that would scare me at all. And then it's sort of like one year I was like, Oh no, okay. I'll, I'll like watch this. And then got super into the different like genres and the paranormal genre. And then just sort of kept going with it. And my family's like, we have like a very superstitious family. So like a lot of beliefs there. And it's always just like, well, if you build, we, we believe in all these like, um, positive things and positive spirits. Like you have to believe in the, the opposite. Are you Italian Zachary? I, I am. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Marie and I. Yeah, we connect on that. And if she was here, she'd have a lot to say about uh, that because yeah. yeah, we come from a lot of superstitious beliefs. Like, uh, don't my no no always says, you know, like don't drive past a black cat, don't yeah. step on a crack, don't walk under a ladder. Uh, like all of those things are just, and then like sometimes it's the most ridiculous thing that I swear he's just made up yeah, out absolutely. of nowhere. And he's yeah. just like, no, that's going to be bad luck. I'm like, you just made that up. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So yeah, I've also w- went through the same thing. I resisted, I resisted the paranormal. Uh, I resisted kind of believing in those things that I kind of thought my family was a little quirky and kooky for having these ridiculous superstitions um but obviously now i do a paranormal podcast so uh, <laughs> yeah kind of kind of have to believe in some of you this can stuff try to now. get away from it but legally as an italian you have to sign on that you have to believe in ghosts and you can't get through that contract <laughs> yeah it's just how it goes You're right it's legally binding yeah <laughs> So Willem, obviously you've been drawn to the paranormal. Why have you been drawn to the paranormal in your life, do you think? Um, well, from a young age, I was just exposed uh, to horror films from my older brother. And maybe that uh, changed my brain matter or brain chemistry a little bit. <laughs> um, if you could see my camera actually right now behind me, there's you know posters of classic horror films all over my wall. It's just total okay. nerd out. Okay. Um, so yeah. essentially I just, I've always loved that. And it's specifically paranormal films as well. I like found footage films and I thought I want to kind of help make one. I just saw a documentary, mm-hmm. but there is still some found footage used in it. So it was just kind of, I've always been interested in, in those films and 
it's transferred over to wanting to explore it in real life. Uh, with with doing this uh, through like the, uh, the school, doing it through Sheridan, um, are you given a part of like a budget for from like your tuition or something like that for doing these? <laughs> yeah well uh, who's answering uh, this one no, yeah, no. so no is, is the short answer long answer oh, is no they, they want us to, to to learn about you know finding our own funding which is a great exercise but you know during a time where you know no one's working mm. you know where everyone's stuck at home it was kind of a bit of and we're still paying pretty much full tuition they reduced costs a little bit i'm not trying to talk bad about sheridan but, yeah but, um, yeah no of course it was a difficult time for everyone and especially uh, the students who are trying to make ends meet. And we're also trying to make an interesting documentary from our basement with <laughs> no budget or other. There was some support from Sheridan with our faculty uh, coordinators and stuff like that. They yeah. helped us along in the process. But in terms of budgeting, yeah, no, it was, uh, that was all us. And don't worry, I'll talk bad of Sheridan for you at any time if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, so were you able to find funding for this outside of your own kind of family and friends and things like that? Or, like, did you, did, what did, what did you do to help supplement the costs or offset the costs of this? Yeah, this was like, basically, uh, we, we had a very small crew. We had a crew of like six. Um, yeah. so we all kind of chipped in a little bit of money and then me and Will sort of made the balance if we needed it. Um, and kind of went with that. We were very strategic in like how that was spent or where it was spent. Um, right. We do like get equipment from Sheridan, but because of COVID, we had to use our own because we wanted to film at our house. So we couldn't bring that home with us. Right. Um, right. So it was, I guess it was kind of lucky that like I've had some, like I have some camera equipment. So we sort of mixed like our stuff together. And then we just got very creative with all of like the set deck to not spend a million dollars <laughs> in that sense. Um, and it was interesting because since it was like a city building, um, it, it was fairly even for what we can film and what we couldn't film. Um, right. Like you cannot get access. You basically anyone can access it, right? Like you can. The ground. Yeah. There's like no there's no like any exteriors you want any, like you can walk around the building. Like you can basically the, the building's fair game exterior wise. Um, right. interior wise, uh, was definitely the challenge with that. Sure. But, but, uh, yeah, budget wise, it was basically out of, uh, our pockets and our crew's contribution as well. <laughs> I mean, hopefully you can write some of it off, like during tax season. Or <laughs> yeah. Something. Yeah. I, That'd be nice. <laughs> I feel like you can, I feel like you should be able to. Um, so obviously you both probably know a lot more about the asylum than we do by now so can you kind of share like one of you or both of you share with listeners the history of the building exactly and how it's become notorious for paranormal activity yeah for sure will you want me to take this one yeah you go for it a little bit okay (laughs) um so it's it's basically it's been there since like 1800s so it's been there a long while um and basically it's just almost it's it's almost like a timeline of like development of mental health it's a interesting way like that we sort of put it in the doc um like from the beginning where like like there's like this long list of like old like 
I'd say less uh, medical terms to put people away and like how they got like uh, locked in there because they weren't considered sick. They were considered, oh, something is wrong with these people. So let's just lock them away and then that's fine. Yeah, and I saw that there were things like just like women, women's like, like overthinking was like an issue. Yes. <laughs> it's like yeah, something people said, were yeah. locked away for. Yeah. <laughs> Which like, is insane. Yeah, there's a whole insane, list. No it's, pun intended. It's yeah it's incredible like what people got locked away for and back then the the treatments were like notorious for to be horrible and um like 98 percent of them are illegal now the only one that's still making it through is the electroshock therapy that one's still Mm -hmm. like legal today and still making his way through the system is it really yeah that it it is my specific like Time. It's, it's, a, it's oh not God. just like a general use. Thing. Yeah, it's not just like yeah. <laughs> it's not first resort. I'll say that, but <laughs> it course, definitely yeah. is. Yeah, we were able to get like I know some people work in the healthcare and they like gave me the forms of all the legal stuff you need to sign for it, and it still exists. And I was like, wow, that's in- incredible for like the facts of what we needed to put in our timeline. But how much has it changed from that? That we got rid of so many other procedures, insane amount of lobotomies. They would just do that without even without, without even knowing yeah. and it was just like yep that's fine and you gotta remember back then there was no medication so any sure. any of the stuff, yeah yeah they they did call they were called inmates uh in the 1800s they had different floor levels so the top floor was where the ultra bad ones that they they would term would put so the higher up you were the more staircases, the more doors you had to get through. And it was like harder for that. But on the other hand, they, they would, yeah, a hundred percent that would happen. And then they would do very, they would do like the worst of the worst procedures up there. And they built this body slide that was from the top floor all the way down to the basement for the patients that didn't make it. During oh my God. procedures. During yeah. procedures. Yeah. Ew. And they had this underneath sentry. Most of them are blocked up now, but there's this whole tunnel system of ins and outs. If they had to transport transport from building to building, it was basically just a body slide that just, if that patient didn't make it, it was just it basically just threw them in the basement. It was like a direct shoot. Like a laundry shoot. Yeah. Almost. A laundry shoot of dead bodies. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. really quite disturbing yeah Yeah. and like in that sense the it's it's sort of within our stories the and the the things that people share the higher you go within that building the more you sort of feel uneasy or not Uh, welcomed because that's you're getting pretty close to the source i guess you can say sure sure so i mean cody i don't know if you have any questions before i kind of dive into the well, one, I will point out that usually when you're talking about a really big slide that goes from the top floor to the bottom, that sounds pretty fun. And when you're thinking about you think. water parks yeah. and a big slide. That's what it, <laughs> that's what you would like. Yeah. They, I wish they could have just like taken back the slide up there. They would have been like, you know what? This slide is for fun, not for bodies. <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> for <laughs> Yeah, I'm already absolutely. going into. They just start d- putting buckets of water down the slide, <laughs> yeah. creating their own. All right, next, next in line. Come yeah, on, yeah. Let's make get, an amusement park. You know, like go yeah. down the body slide. Unfortunately, 
Unfortunately, like, they probably were very troubled, so they probably didn't have that ability. <laughs> yeah. No, unfortunately. The, the yeah. amusement park line was, uh, it like triggered a, a memory because within our history, um, back then in 1800s, like late 1800s, the rich people paid for basically sidecar shows of these, of these patients. People. Yeah. So they would have galas. They had a gala hall. They had bowling. It was like a, an amusement park for rich oh people. And they would have dinner and drink and party and basically just like watch all of these, all of the, the inmates, as they would refer to them, walk around and live their life, which was mind blowing to, to me when I found that fact out. I was like, well, it's almost a real life uh, dinner for schmucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what was really wrong with these people? I'm assuming there was mental health, but then I also read like some of them were just criminals, basically. Yeah. Some of so, them were just actually criminals being housed in an insane asylum, but they're yes. actually just people who were killers who weren't insa- clinically insane, who were just doing things that were bad. And then they were put in the same location as people who actually had mental health issues. Yeah, absolutely. Which seems that, like, really problematic. It's it, <laughs> that's the issue, right? Yeah, yeah it's because if if you're putting them in the same spot, then the lines start to blur on which side is which. Right. And you start treating them all like they're criminals, although some of them are probably just sick and they just need help, but they actually just unable to help. get that because they're thought of as inmates. Right. I read yeah. somewhere that this one doctor, and I forget his name now, um, he was doing things like putting wires inside of like men's penises like up their penis yeah there yeah i also i don't remember his name but there was one very notorious doctor that was known for just you know experimenting just pure experimental methods of i wonder what this will do (laughs) use patients as guinea pigs yeah yeah which i feel planning on curing with that i can't imagine this is gold yeah the 1800s version of an iud but for men for men yeah like okay but yeah you're bound to have some pretty angry people after that and some probably pretty angry spirits so yeah. uh, let's get down to it. First of all, I, I want to know who you were able to reach out to in order to get kind of some more insight on this. Like, obviously, a lot of people have passed who knew about this place. So who were you able to find other than your own research within your own like books and things like that? Who were you able to kind of consult on on Century uh, Manor and what kind of the history is there? Yeah, so we interviewed probably around five people. We found them, mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, it took a little bit. Um, how we do it is we have, like, a historian character, and then we usually have a couple sort of, like, firsthand stories or firsthand experiences. So our historian char- uh, character was just amazing. They have, like, the whole history of Century. So we were able to do, like, a ton of fact-checking to make sure our stuff that we were posting was accurate and the doc was accurate. Um, from what we were able to include within our uh, time frame. And then we actually were able to find urban explorers, et cetera. So we got about three of them to sort of share their story and share what they felt when they were able to go inside the building and walk around mm. and just explore after all these years. Our audience can choose whatever they want to, you know, take in, to believe, or sure. to hear as like a, a very interesting story. But hearing these individuals talk, you almost were able to feel that what they were saying, yeah, you were went through this and you felt this. Felt that, yeah. 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 
absolutely. So without giving any too much away, is there anything that stuck out to you um, that you can share that isn't, you know, too, you don't have to tell the whole story, but maybe just one little teaser yeah. of, a, of a story? I'll give, I'll give, uh, I'll give a good teaser. Um, okay. Our one, our one, um, interviewee was well, not it like it was, is a paranormal investigator. Um, which we really enjoyed just for like the, try to grow the, the ethics of the doc. Me and Will are clearly not paranormal investigators, so <laughs> we're we're trying to create a cool story. Um, yeah. yeah, I know. I've got to add that on next time. Um, but there was a story of like her and her friend just exploring in the building, and they were going up each floor at a time. They knew the building; they were fairly like well versed with where everything was, and uh, she was like looking around and her friend called out for her and she's like, Oh, okay. What are you like? Yeah, I'm coming. And then she went into this room and her friend was like basically staring at the corner, not looking at her. And then she was like, Hey, you like, what's up? Are you okay? And her friend called out again, her name, but it was halfway across the hallway around her. And then she looked back at her friend and then looked back in the room and no one was there. Oh, and that yeah that's a that's a a really really, that's creepy yeah and the the wording of the story and how she tells the story is just like i don't do it justice sure because you didn't actually experience it she did and yeah of course clearly it still probably has chills from the experience every time she (laughs) triggers (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah (laughs) the the fact that i was drawn into this like presence or this ghost i guess you can say was she was scared after the fact of what would happen if she got far enough into that room. Mm, okay. That's what stuck with her. Right. She was right. like, if my friend didn't stop me, what was that Going presence to ha- trying yeah, to so get? So it was luring her in is what she felt. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's actually, it's an interesting luring in is actually a common thing in most of the stories. Oh. Yep. Some of it was negative, as that story was, but some of it felt positive, too, oh. where they they want them to come in the building to explore and to kind of, you know, I don't know, hang out or something. But <laughs> it's uh, they it's, wanted company. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, yeah. A- absolutely. Yeah. Because as as Zach said earlier, there is the existence of both negative and positive. Right. So interesting. Yeah. You never know. There might be some good good spirits roaming around there. Sure. I mean, I'm sure with the collective of people who are there, like like we've said, not everyone was bad or criminal or an inmate necessarily they were just they had some yep. mental health problems um yeah we, yeah, really we definitely explored that with our uh uh with our subjects that we interviewed a lot of different mindsets of right. what they felt which was really awesome to hear different perspectives for sure now while you guys were there filming did you experience anything that's really the core of yes, you know. That is a core. <laughs> well, you want yeah, uh, talk I about mean, it. If you want to go with, uh, we, we try to record again. We're not paranormal yep. investigators. We try to record uh, an EVP yeah. of sorts. Uh, we we weren't really able to go inside the building, unfortunately, so we're only outside. But during those little EVP sessions we did, we didn't hear anything of two of note. Um, 
and per me personally, I didn't really feel a, an, a, a pull into the building or anything of that sort. Um, but, but what about you, Zach? What did you feel? There was like a drawing to this building. Um, every time you, like you were going, you're like, yeah, yeah, I got it. Like you just had to go. You're like, yeah, I'm going for this specific reason. And yes, we were always like filming, I guess you can say, and always doing stuff. So we did like have to go to point A to point B, but even just, I, I don't think I ever really felt negative forces, I guess I would say it was almost like nothing, nothing, like everything will be like fine for us because we're not hurting the building we're not destroying it we're not trying to make fun of the building you're telling in a story way. yeah yeah which i thought was a very interesting connection um with the attached rooms that were open um i did a few exterior scouts by myself and the the main thing was just temperature changes be it walking around like one of the garages and it being like a fairly hot summer night and then going like passing this garage that was open I was like looking around like had my flashlight on and like right when like my hand like passed that threshold it was pretty ice cold right which I would say um either than either than that um I think the focus of filming and getting everything that we needed sort of uh took priority over just trying to experience the building but yeah we did try to we tried our best to see uh what would come out of it when we were together for sure now, uh, Willem, you're a massive horror fan, so you standing outside of this building, seeing the building, feeling like the, just like, or I guess around something just so like large with such history, um, was there a horror movie that it like came to mind that like brought you to while you were standing outside of it? You know, it's, it's my tried and true favorite found footage flick. I would say uh, Grave Encounters. I don't know if that's ever been seen by you guys, but it's uh, one of my favorites. We watched it again just as last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has to do, you know, obviously with a, a, a team of investigators filming a show and they go into this hospital, they lock themselves in and they're stuck there all night. Mm. So going up to that building and just uh, seeing some of the footage that we had for, like the found footage we used in the dock, it was very reminiscent of those halls and those uh, the crazy kind of, you know the medical stuff still just being left there you know it's like a remnants of the past almost so but yeah that was a it definitely gave me those kind of vibes and got it was very overwhelming at first because you just see this huge building and you're just like <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah so it, it's not i guess it's been emptied to a degree but there's still yeah some things left behind so what what did you see that was kind of left there um like i saw a tub in one of the like images but it was like completely destroyed um but you said there was like medical devices still there yeah i mean there's 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 like uh some gurneys and stuff mm. and there's uh there was files i they're not really oh. easily readable i wouldn't say they're pretty they're not legible i guess you could say yeah. they're very dirty and old but then there's still some name tags on lockers and stuff like that in like the staff's quarters and stuff like that it's mm. really interesting that it's just left there like that did you see anything else Zach in the, in the um yeah so it was it was interesting because we got a lot of found footage from all of our uh I guess interview subjects which was really great that they were willing to share that with us mm-hmm. um but the it, it's interesting because like it's it's like totally boarded up now so it's just inside it's just any absence of light it's just an abyss so like any light you have it just sucks it up and it's it's uh, it's really just you in that mm-hmm. moment, which is really interesting. Um, 
and I guess to like to like there was a couple of people that mentioned it, but there is this one room that has been um, sort of broken down a lot by people sort of trespassing, which is unfortunate. But it's very a lot of like satanic symbols are present within this room. And many, like, don't want, like, if they get into the building, don't want to go to that room. Stuff that's been, like, people have put there over time, like, added, like... Yeah, like, okay. it's just developed and developed, and mm. um, the whole floor is just a big, um, like, pentagram mm. of sorts. There's candles around, like, people have definitely oh. played with many um, dark uh, spirits, I would say. Yeah, called um, upon. It's dark... Yeah, which, um, I mean, hey, good for them, but that's that'd be scary. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Don't want anything I mean, to do with you that. guys might not know, but I'm an amateur ghost fighter. So, um, <laughs> for me, that kind of excites me. I, I, I see some competitive brawls. There you go. <laughs> he, uh, as long as it's on yeah, film. If you, yes. if you guys, uh, yeah. if we can just break in there together, okay. Wear our okay. masks. I, yeah. I've been doing my research. I hear there's asbestos, so we got to wear our masks in there. There, um, there is. Which already a disadvantage for me, but I think I can still do it. Film me <laughs> brawl with these demons. <laughs> Are you planning on to do a, the seance to call them on as well, Cody? He's I'll like, lead us you know, through. do we have time to head on over there before we record this episode? I'm like, you have, you'll have to pay me to do that. I am not going in that building. Um, it looks, I saw a video of it. It looked horrifying. Just the germophobia in me alone was like not about going in there. I feel like you could eat the air. So I was like, no, no, thank you. But yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely interesting for sure. <laughs> See, that's what a smart person might do. But for people like me, I would love to go in there and, and I mean, poke around. And I'm not sure it's just smart. I think it's just I'm a coward and you're maybe a little bit more brave <laughs> no. than I am. Um, I, I, yeah, no. I am petrified of those things. <laughs> but um, so is there a specific place that you came across in that building that other than the top floor, you're saying the top floor was like you people are saying is the most haunted of of the building yeah it's, it's definitely like appeared in like multiple stories okay and uh another an- another story that we really uh didn't use too much because of our time limit um is that like the same like type of thing they were driving away and her uh like niece was like looking back and waving at the building oh. and they're like what are you waving at? And she's like, Oh, it's the, the girl in the window. You're not, you don't see her. And that sort of stuck with me because like more stories like that, you can, we're putting all this together and it's all going like upstairs, something upstairs. Right. And it's just, uh, was interesting after interview, after interview, we're like, Whoa, this is, it's crazy how you can take a story, but when you connect them, you're like, well, this is pretty incredible. And none of these people likely have ever met each other, uh, to corroborate each other's stories previous to the documentary yeah absolutely it's all just yeah i doubt that they would have ever met but i mean it's possible if they're all from hamilton it's possible but they know i doubt that they know each other yeah i don't it's not something you bring up at the diner (laughs) no yeah yeah, no no one's going to end zone talking about that uh talking about that story um so i guess you know for anyone who watches the documentary what are you ultimately hoping they take away from it? Um, 
like what are you hoping you leave watchers or viewers of of this documentary that's a that's a good thing i'll say so i'll say it and then uh will will can chime in as well okay. i just like i like our format of letting history tell its story um we're we're very much like if we find a really awesome building with incredible history that is our baseline to start mm-hmm. and it's not like what has the creepiest story what has what's most haunted if we film something and like if we film century and like all of them were like yeah it's great it's a party in there like everyone's super happy that's <laughs> that's what we would have shown right of course um so we're, we're we're very much about not plagiarizing anything and letting the the history itself be scary enough that people are already can feel their spine chilling when they just hear about the horrible things that have gone on yeah and, and as zach said you know it's called the the hauntings of Century Manor, and a building can be haunted by many things. It can be haunted by the spirits involved, which is you know the latter half of our doc. But it's also it can be haunted about the stories it holds about its its notorious past, and um, that's what we kind of like Zach said is we're exploring both sides, and uh, we leave it up to the viewer to kind of decide if they believe in the. The, the ghost stuff but the history stuff really happened that's all true so it's just For like sure. you give it a bit of context and then nail it with the with the ghost <laughs> stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely um and where can people watch this documentary and where can they watch the documentary yeah for sure so um actually just on uh halloween so a couple of days ago uh we released like the official trailer for it um so it's a nice little uh trailer out now and uh, later this week, it's, uh, we were in the Hamilton Film Festival. Awesome. So that they have like our, our screening rights for Hamilton right now. And then hopefully in a week or so, we're going to be uploading it uh, just on our YouTube channel, mm-hmm. um, which will be uh, The Hauntings. Um, and that's sort of uh, the name that we're sort of going by right now, uh, as well as it will be uploaded on our website as well. And that's going to be um, thehauntings.ca. And we're really interested in continuing this uh, journey. And by just trying to label it, we took a while to think about it, but by labeling it The Hauntings, um, we're going to continue these stories and continue finding these buildings that, uh, that need their story told. Are you going to try and look at more buildings in Hamilton or are you looking elsewhere? We. Yes, actually, we, we've already shot uh, episodes, season two is what we're calling it, season two of, uh, of The Hauntings, where it's um, a whole new building, all new stories, uh, new uh, podcasts and stuff, and a bunch of different things you can find on our social medias. Awesome. Um, that, it's a theater in Hamilton. We won't give too much away. We're in post-production for that right now. Okay, okay. Um, and after that, we're, we're looking to the audience. We have a, a Greenlight initiative, initiative we're going to launch on our website as well, where we want you to tell us where to go next. So after that, around the Hamilton area, we'd love to explore anywhere with a nice or a, a cool historical story. So look out for that as well. So, I mean, you guys pretty much are becoming paranormal investigators in a sense at this point. I mean, I guess you're consulting the, the experts for now, but <laughs> yes. I don't think it'll take too long before you get there. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I hope so. <laughs> That's my inevitable goal. <laughs> yeah, it's been a... I want to I be able to honestly and, uh, and, and 
be confident in exploring ghost stuff. That'd be sure, sure. And I know that those devices that they have, like, they're, they're, it's expensive equipment to oh, to do yeah, real yes. paranormal investigations. It, it is, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you can get Ouija boards on sale. Yeah. Just just a documentary of Cody doing a Ouija board in the middle of a room. Just that I'd watch it. I would watch. Yeah, it. yeah. If you too. need me, yeah. just the center of a building, just to conjure up all of the spirits, knock them out one by one. I think it could be a good film. Like, honestly, hey, I would sell honestly, so many copies of that. <laughs> yeah, the whole uh, the whole idea in general just uh, kind of snowballed, and it was a uh, pretty awesome where it went. And uh, we're excited to see where it's going now that, like, uh, I mean, obviously, like, COVID such is still such a big thing. But mm-hmm. the season two, we were able to film, like, in the location and Good, able to yeah. have our interviewees sit in the building that they're talking about. Which Yeah, that's a lot I'm, more authentic. It's crazy. Experience. What, yeah, it's crazy what's uh, to come for sure. Yeah, we're actually able to control audio and lighting and, and actually make it look pretty as well. Not that our not that the first one wasn't pretty, but it was just we had to work with a Zoom call. Yeah. So in this one, we have a lot more uh, freedom of creativity and we got to actually, like, yeah, like Zach said, do it in the building. So that was, it was a really great experience. Yeah, that's cool. Having the actual backdrop as they speak about the experiences that, that they've had. So, yeah, that's creepy. That's really creepy. Um, and then, <laughs> so for anyone um, of our listeners or uh, anyone who's, you know, just browsing um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever, where can they find either of you online? Uh, what are your handles online? Um, obviously, you have your the Century Manor handle as well on, on Instagram, but maybe there's something um, bigger that you're working on now that you're doing the these uh, these continued projects. So where can people find you and that uh, in future? Yeah, so I'd say the best avenue right now is uh, following uh, Century Manor Asylum. Uh, it's the same ad on Facebook and Instagram. And we're going to be uh, repoing both of those into the hauntings right away. So we're not going to, they don't have to move over to any uh, new sources. So if you keep track with the haunting stuff, uh, there'll be some really, uh, really awesome releases coming soon as we turn Century Manor into the hauntings. Very cool. All right. Well, guys, I mean, thanks so much for joining. Uh, thanks um, for having us. Yeah, no problem. I can't wait to share this with our listeners. They'll love it. Um, our Hamilton listeners especially are going to love it. I'm sure they're, I'm going to go check it out one day. I'm just going to drive by, though. I'm not actually going to stop and, <laughs> and get lured in. Um, <laughs> but on that note, everyone, I just want you to all please stay spooky and goodbye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!